Good morning and welcome back to Driving Theology. In my mind, I was thinking Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> Good movie, though. Uh, this is going to be another morning edition. I'm on my way. On my way to work. My 40-minute drive or so. It's a shaping up to be a prettier day than it started out. The rain has stopped. Uh, could be a humid one though. It's, um, what is today? I think it is May 11th. I believe it's May 11th, 2016. Uh, and I have just uh, completed a book, finally. It took me a while, uh, but it was a completely mind-blowing book um, by Brad Jerzak, or Jerzak, I'm not sure how he says it, uh, called, <laughs> as soon as I go to another book, I forget the book I just read, that's not good, um, hold on, let me get around these curves, maybe I'll clear my mind up a little bit, uh, uh, called a, a more Christ-like God, a more beautiful gospel, which was just a wonderful book, and I think I've, I've talked to that a little bit. And now I'm on a new book, and I was kind of going back and forth on whether I would uh, actually listen to that book on audio instead of talking to you on the way, but uh, I think I've got enough on my mind that's material that it will make for a, uh, maybe an engaging podcast, God willing. Um, in his book, uh, Finding Church, I'm not going to remember that author yet, I've just started the book, uh, yeah, sorry, um, anyway, this, this book called Finding Church, uh, is the book I've just started, I'm both reading it and listening to it on audio, uh, kind of going back and forth, and, uh, because iBooks doesn't sync up with Audible, like, uh, like, what is the other one, uh, Kindle does, Kindle has Whisper Sync and it syncs up with Audible very well, well with uh, your book reading app that comes on all Apple devices, doesn't sync up with Audible, or at least not as not that I've found yet. So it makes it difficult to remember where I was. So I end up rereading a lot of material that way, uh, which is fine. You know, it's good. When it's important stuff, it's good to read it more than once, of course. Um, anyway, in his book, uh, I want to say in chapter one, he referred to the road less traveled, uh, which. I want to say is uh, a quote by Henry David Thoreau, um, but it, it could be the other one. You've got uh, Thoreau and um, ah, the other famous American poet and author. But I want to say it's from Thoreau, The Road Less Traveled. And, and basically, I'll paraphrase the quote because I'm not, I don't think I'll get it perfectly right, but he says, uh, you know, he came up to a fork in the road and he chose the road less traveled. 
that really stuck with me and as I was thinking about my journey my, my own personal journey in finding authentic church finding authentic uh, body life uh, I feel like that I have come to that fork in the road many times and that sure what the first time was. I mean, that you know, there are all kinds of decisions you make that we all make as we go through life. Um, one time, it, you know, it may have been uh, to go to, to, to attend a, a congregation that was uh, famously progressive in a very, um, in a very conservative town. We did that. But then again, we ended up going back to a uh, more conservative congregation after that. <laughs> um, and then coming to Japan, that was a decision, but I, you know, that was definitely a road less traveled to leave my country to go to another country, but it wasn't made, uh, that decision wasn't really made because um, of any kind of spiritual reasoning spiritual or, or at least overtly spiritual was happening then to to uh, cause me to make the decision with my family of course I didn't make it alone uh, and then once I got to Japan uh, instead of going to the big popular congregation that was really close to my house within walking distance we chose to drive 40 minutes uh, to a different congregation that was smaller that needed our help and to where we were very I feel like we were very instrumental for years uh, and eventually uh, preached uh, some and taught some and uh, I was uh, the song leader there for many years and in leadership and that's where in that congregation is where I Like I met Jesus for the first time, that I was aware of his actual presence in real time, and that I actually experienced uh, answered prayers, uh, often immediate, immediately answered prayers. That was a road less traveled. Um, but from there, uh, three years ago now, basically two and a half years ago, but really, in my mind, it's been more like close to 10 years when I realized that we, need to, we needed to leave institutional church and do something else. But we actually achieved that. Um, achieved is kind of a bad word, but we, for all intents and purposes, stepped outside of that congregation and have been... Uh, meeting with Christians in our home now for uh, two and a half years exclusively for about five years really we five or six years now we've been doing we did both so of the last six years about uh, three and a half years of that was us going to a institutional church on Sunday while also hosting a group in our home but the group in our home is now the exclusive uh, gathering uh, that we uh, that we now attend regularly. Anyway.
and that was a that was a road less traveled, you know, uh, to to step to, to do that to um, to do the thing that's less popular and more controversial. That was a road less traveled, and I think every time that I I make a, a turn onto a road less traveled, I. I think, you know, okay, I finally, I'm finally here, I've finally arrived. But now this book has stretched me even further. Uh, this, this book, Finding Church, has once again blown my mind um, to new possibilities, to another road less traveled. Um, and so what I realized yesterday or the day before uh, was that from every road less traveled leads another road less traveled uh, and I think that is a principle I think that's always going to be the case uh, and it's not always a good thing you know it's not always a good thing I, I, I think uh, in the case of finding church, I think it's a wonderful thing. I think it's exactly what's needed. I think that's that Thoreau's version of the road less traveled is the same as Jesus's version as the narrow way, narrow way, and the narrow gate. Uh, that the majority of people in the earth are going down wrong path. They're going down the wrong path. And, it, you know, when a run-of-the-mill Christian hears that, they think, well, that means that everybody else besides Christians are going down the wrong path. And you could say on one level that's true, but the problem is that principle holds true in almost every group. Uh, no matter how many times you've gone down that road less traveled, there's going to be another calling for you to take yet another unpopular step of possible suffering and uh, loss that another road less traveled will present itself and it will continue to do so. Uh, and we will see some and we will not see some. We will accept some and we will ignore some. But the road less traveled, or the narrow way, or the narrow gate, as you will, is a principle of life, uh, and a principle of body life, I think, that uh, leads to a closer walk with our Lord. You know, our Lord often took the road less traveled. In fact, that, <laughs> that's all he did, really, in his ministry. And you could say even his parents were taking the road less traveled. Uh, that they, the decisions they made to follow, to follow uh, the, uh, to follow, to follow God and to follow the advice of the angels, was definitely a road less traveled. You know, Joseph marrying a virgin. Uh, who he thought was a virgin, but who was pregnant, who the world would see as not a virgin, but whom he knew because of the angel 
angel's visit to be a virgin, Joseph took the road less traveled. And we, we could also call it the high road. Um, now the high road, low road kind of metaphor is, is really overused and it's almost like a self-righteous thing. Well, I'm going to take the high road kind of thing. Uh, but the road less traveled, I'm finding every step of the way leads away from self and to, to our Lord Jesus. Every time we take that road less traveled, we are, we are on a truer trajectory to Jesus. And the wonderful thing about that journey is he's on that journey with us. With the Holy Spirit inside of us, he is revealing those roads to us. Those paths that may be hidden by the weeds, uh, may be fraught with peril and danger. Uh, those paths, uh, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus within us, uh, is helping us to find those paths. We still must decide, we still must use self to make that decision to either follow the advice of the Spirit or uh, to selfishly do what's safe and what feels good and what what seems reasonable to us. Uh, so yeah, the, the road less traveled, that, it's, a, it's a beautiful concept and I, I'm sure that the road did not mean it in the way that Jesus means it. I think Thoreau may have meant it in a way that uh, he wanted people to realize just how brave he is or, uh, well, no, you know, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, he was, he was very much a, an activist, not just for nature, uh, but for freedom. Uh, so the road less traveled was his way of saying, you know, beware of the status quo. Uh, just as Jesus says, the you know the, the 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 broad path leads to destruction. Beware of the broad path. Beware of the path that everybody's on. Be suspicious of it. Don't accept it. Um, seek out the narrow gate. Stay on the narrow way. Uh, so, now how does that transfer? What is what is the the next? Um, what is the next road less traveled uh, path that I'm seeing coming out from from my walk? my personal journey in finding church. Well, this book, and it's something that I've been thinking about but had not thought about on these terms. Um, his idea is that church is a cosmic thing. That church is so much more. And remember, I haven't finished the book, so if I misrepresent him, uh, I admit to you right now, I'm only in chapter 3 or chapter 4, possibly. Um, maybe only the first third of the book. Uh, 
but it's really affected me to this point uh, and been kind of mind-boggling. Because to me, the, the journey that this path takes from simple church is nearly equal to the journey from institutional church to simple church. In other words, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a departure. Um, now, it's a huge departure from institutional church. Of course, it's a smaller departure from simple church. Uh, or maybe some people who are in simple church, uh, and there are all kinds of versions of that, of course, might see this as exactly what they, their experience has been. Uh, it hasn't been my experience yet in the years that we've been trying to do simple church, whatever, however you define that. Um, so, what he does, wow, it, it's almost difficult to explain, um, because it's so cosmic, it, it's all-encompassing, it's a, it's a, you know, we, we've said for years that the church is not a building, it's the people. Uh, and a lot of people would say church is not the people, it's the gathering of the people together. So when when Christians gather together, that's, that's church, right? Well, what he, I think, is trying to say and is going to go deeper into, as I read the book, I have a feeling, is that it's all church, that as, as a believer in Jesus who has the Holy Spirit inside of them, every time they, every time they come in contact with another believer, church happens. That any two believers who come together is having church, and every time they come together they have church, and so there's no need to have a regular meeting because church happens every time we get together. And church is something that Jesus is doing. As Jesus said, uh, upon this rock, I will build my church. So Jesus has said that he is the builder of the church, not us. And so if what we have been doing for the last, I'm going to say 1900 years, what, what Christians have been doing for the last 1900 years, and that is all, you know, that includes all of these, uh, the Catholic Church, the Protestant Church, the Orthodox Church, uh, the churches in, uh, you know, non-denominational churches, uh, the churches in uh, Ethiopia that claim to uh, be 2,000 years old, um, all the churches in the world, and then, you know, all the different thousands of Protestant factions that exist, that all of that has been us. That's been us trying to build church. And yet Jesus has been building his church at the same time. So the question is, where is his church today? If that, if that church is the church we've been building, where is his church? Where does his church exist? <laughs> kind of a scary thought. And his question was, Jesus is the builder of his church. How do you think he's doing? So for 2,000 years, Jesus has been building his church. How do you think he's doing? How's it going? Is he, is he doing a good job? 
is doing a poor job. Let's rate Jesus on how well he's building the church. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, if you take Paul, who says there's one church, there's one body, there's one baptism, one Lord, Right, one Savior. Uh, all of the all of the ones He gives in Ephesians. There's only one church. Well, the church doesn't act like one. Much of the church doesn't accept the other parts. Uh, churches are constantly fighting over doctrine, even territory, even believers. We've invented terms like sheep stealing. What happens when one one church member uh, leaves a congregation to join another congregation? Uh, the pastor is accused of sheep stealing and things like this. All of this stuff uh, if that's the church that Jesus built, you'd have to say, wow, Jesus didn't do a great job. Could have done a lot better. Maybe he had one hand tied behind his back, or you know, maybe he didn't take the job seriously. Because that's what it seems like. The church is so scattered uh, and fractious, 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 broken apart, ununified, both in doctrine, uh, beliefs, love. There is hate. There is war. that Jesus hasn't done a very good job and that's that's his point in the beginning of this book you know Jesus is the builder of this church how has he done and if you say he hasn't done a good job well we've got a problem because Jesus he doesn't make mistakes he's God so to the author the logical conclusion is what we see as church is not the church that Jesus has been building. Let me say that again. The church that we know and see in the world is not the church that Jesus has been building. Although, there are members of the church Jesus has been building scattered all over the world. And what, it, what to me it sounds like it's, it's, a, it's a remnant that, that's scattered among, kind of like a, a, a dispersion, a diaspora, diaspora. Uh, like the Jews scattered amongst the Gentile nations, so are the true members of the Church of Jesus scattered among the man-made churches. So, the church that Jesus has been building, it would be difficult for us to just identify. You know, if we were to identify another, let's say we heard of a new denomination that's popped up, what we'd want to know is, okay, well, uh, what's their leadership structure? Uh, do, they, do they preach from the word, or is it mostly philosophy? Uh, do they believe in 
the sacraments such as uh, the Eucharist and baptism? Uh, do they believe in infant baptism? Do they believe in adult baptism? Do they believe in baptism at all? Uh, do they have members? Do they? What do they do with gender roles? Do are women allowed to speak in the assembly? Do they meet and do they do they own buildings? Do they buy buildings and own land? Uh, do they have paid clergy? Do they have a national convention or some kind of a headquarters? Do they have universities? We, we have all of these criteria uh, that we want. We, we want to know all of this information so that we can compare them to the to the denominations we know in order to categorize them as this or that. Okay, so they're more conservative than liberal, or more traditional, more progressive. Uh, they are more orthodox or more heretical. Uh, you know, all of these things. We uh, even throw in words like, you know, do they preach uh, the true gospel or the the uh, prosperity gospel. All of these things uh, would come into play. But the thing is, we can't nail down the true church of Jesus. These, these, these people that Jesus has called and set apart for himself uh, are out there in the world, and some of them are in traditional churches, but some of them are not. thing is, church is who they are all the time, because they have been transformed. They are the new creation. They, they have been transformed by Jesus to be the church. They haven't joined and signed up and start going, you know, they don't go to the meetings and pay the dues uh, and, you know, do the, do the sacred rituals. They have been called and set aside by Jesus himself to be his witness in the world. And these are the true believers. This is the church that Jesus has been building. And this is the premise of this book. Finding church. Where are you going to find church? And what he is, would say is you don't need a leadership structure to be church. You don't need it. Uh, you don't need buildings, of course, to be a church. You, that, that's almost an obvious given. Uh, you don't need um, you don't need a pastor. You don't even need to meet regularly. You don't need to have a, a membership roster because church is something that you live and breathe. It is the life of Jesus that pours out of you as you walk on this earth led by his spirit as you go down each road less traveled toward Jesus relying less and less on self and going closer and closer to Jesus the road less traveled the narrow path and the narrow gate enter in by the narrow gate he says Uh, so here I am standing at uh, 
another road less traveled, looking down a path that, that seems fraught with uh, heartache and peril and possibly rejection. Um, misunderstanding even on my part, not just on people understanding me or not understanding me. Or, you know, it's... Um, it's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting to know. Bacha, bacha, bacha. Okay, you good? Can I uh, Sorry, I was talking to... grandma that was trying to cross the road and I couldn't get her attention to let her cross in front of me. I was at a railroad stop. <laughs> but I was pushed on by the truck behind me. Um, I should get across. Fine, I hope. So, uh, anyway. Yeah, the, the road less traveled. So I would just encourage you uh, first of all, to maybe reflect, uh, to reflect back on your life to see where those uh, less traveled paths had presented themselves and whether you had taken them or not. Uh, and then maybe with hindsight, you will know whether the, that was a good or, or bad idea. Not every road less traveled is a good thing. I think road le roads less traveled uh, also go the other direction. I think that's what we call deviant behavior. That's what I think society would call deviant behavior. Road, roads that are less traveled that you decide to go down, which take you farther and farther, per perhaps make you less and less human. Uh, less and less human. I, I think the, the, road, the road less traveled that leads to Jesus helps you reclaim the true humanity. Those roads less traveled that lead to more deviant behavior uh, that, that take you out of the norm of society. I think I think that's those roads are are not good to take. So not every lo road less traveled is is a good road. You know? I think uh, the discernment, a gift of discernment to, to know when you're on a, a, a road less traveled uh, that is not worthy of your presence uh, to turn around and get the heck off, you know. I think that's a, that's a good skill too. Um, so anyway, I, ho I hope this has made some sense. Uh, look for this uh, book, Finding Church, if, if you've I'm interested, and again, I highly recommend uh, the book um, by <laughs> Brad, Brad Jerzak uh, called A More Christ-Like God, A More Beautiful Gospel. And I will talk to you guys later. It's been great talking to you. Have a wonderful day. Just to clarify something, I did some research and realized that my uh, knowledge of American literature was not as good as I had hoped. Uh, the poem, 
The Road Less Traveled is by Robert Frost, which many of you would have known uh, probably right away. I, I made a mistake attributing it to, I thought it might be either Thoreau or Emerson, and I just attributed it to Thoreau. Uh, it is by Robert Frost. And uh, yeah, so check out the poem. There's some controversy on what it means exactly. Uh, but I just wanted to, to let you know that I did make a mistake attributing that to Thoreau. And uh, just wanted to clear that up. So it's by Robert Frost, The Road Less Traveled. Also, the book Finding Church is by Wayne Jacobson. Wayne Jacobson. And it's called Finding Church. What if there really is something more? Check it out.